Hello and welcome to Full Strength Podcast. I am Nate Hirschenfeld. Across from me is Justin Fisher. Hey guys. And we are uh, struggling to get this one going today. Not sure why. We just kind of feel like we're on the tail end of a back-to-back. We're just going to come in, do our best, hopefully escape with something here. You know, the Leafs, See if we can pull a result out of this podcast. The Leafs uh, go out there and play hard every night, but you know we watch hard every night. And... Uh, you know, it's it takes a toll on our bodies, eating chicken wings and nachos mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I so felt it today. It's, really, uh, the effects of last night's game really hurting me today. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're, we're, we're hard workers, but what you wouldn't expect anything less from the boys of full strength. We're playing hurt today. Uh, playing hurt. Playing but, sore. Yeah. Not hurt, sore. Mm-hmm. Not injured. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah. The, uh, you know, I'm just going to go right off script here. Oh, yeah. I noticed something. We have, we have the... Uh, we have the soccer game up on the TV behind us here, uh, in, our stu- in our studio. There was football on. Which is my living room. Um, it's a Burnley Arsenal, and I said, huh, I like Arsenal's jerseys there, and then you shook your head at me. They're capable of better jerseys. Like, well, the main kit is good, and mm, then, because it's classic, and then for this, like, this, the, the black with the hot pink accents, like, I've seen them have better away jerseys. They're good when they do the yellows and the golds and the maroons. Like, those are cool. I have... A tremendous soft spot in my heart for black jerseys, black sports jerseys. That's interesting because usually that's kind of the we couldn't think of a better option, so we went with black. I know, but it's just for some reason I just love it. I just think that it it's works always, on occasion, but like, like I love the Kings jerseys. See, when I say on occasion, the Kings are exactly who I was yeah. thinking about. Like mm-hmm. they have they have this kind of black and silver identity that's yeah. worked with them. It worked. They came out you know the same time as the L.A. Raiders, the, so that kind of worked for that area. Yeah, the Raiders always look cool. Yeah, the Raiders look great. Yeah, the um, you know I guess the Kings alternative was purple and gold, yeah. which while hilarious and funny in small doses, and looks like the Lakers. Yes, if they ever like did that full time I'd be like my eyes would like my retinas would sear and I wouldn't be able to watch hockey anymore which it's I mean a, it's maybe a, it's a great third jersey yeah exactly jersey to have. you exactly. pull that one out once every two months yeah perfect I love it yeah so I we, we might as well just keep the jersey train rolling yeah uh, you want to talk about the arenas jerseys before we'll get to that I have another stuff? question for oh, you okay. because you're a West Ham fan this is bugging yeah, me I don't want to talk okay, no no I'm not going to talk about because West Ham's had nice yeah. jerseys over the years too. West Ham why, why has they, great jerseys. Why do them in Burnley look exactly the same? Like claret and blue and sky blue is like this very unique color for two teams to have. It's almost like I feel like the claret and blue has become like there are. It's like several, having two teams named Rough Riders. But there are also several. <laughs> there's several teams in like England that have like claret and blue. Like it's a popular colorway for for the, the jerseys and I feel like all these teams might have gotten started up in like and I don't know the history of it but I feel like all these teams must have got started up in like different leagues or different tiers and stuff like that and then now it's like the accidentally all because Aston Villa is like almost the Aston same Aston Villa as well yeah. yeah so it's like I feel like it's like they all kind of like showed up in the same room and they're like oh you're wearing what I'm wearing like it's kind of like showing up to the party yeah with, it's weird because it, it would be unique if only thing. three teams didn't have it because yeah. I think Around the sports world, you don't see these maroons and sky blues anywhere else. Yeah, no, it's abs- absolutely. But I love, I love the look. Although I love, I mean, like I prefer I'm, it on West Ham. I prefer it on West Ham, and I. But I mean, I. Let's put it this way: I think West Ham does it best. That's my. That's my. I haven't. Uh, I haven't delved too deep into that to give you an opinion. Yeah, but I think that West Ham does it. 
best personally. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to talk about the arenas? Jersey I will talk about them now. I just wanted to okay. get that out you of the way. Because I was Claire seeing Blue? Burnley and yeah. it was a question that had been bugging me and I had this West Ham fan in front of me. So, yeah. mm-hmm. arenas jerseys. I went to buy one this week. Oh, did you? All right. If you haven't seen me, you haven't met me, you don't know. I'm five foot six and working my way back down towards 150 pounds. So I'm a small dude. Cool. So I would wear a small jersey. I have a small Leafs jersey from last year. Mm-hmm. On the arenas jerseys in the new Adidas, which for me I think is a... 44 or 46 because they're authentics because I'm mm-hmm. not getting the fanatics that's they took away too much they made the logo I still don't I, I still I just <sighs> I, I like I mean I want to get a new baseball hat yeah I have this this Leafs one that I'm wearing right now this black and dark gray Leafs hat I love it's the new logo it's made by New Era well I don't think I can even get it anymore and every time I've looked at any of the fanatic stuff, I'm just like, this is eh. so disappointing. Yeah. Like. Yeah. They're not a sponsor, are they? No. Okay, good. They're Adidas. So the Adidas jerseys. Yes. You're wearing a big Adidas hoodie right now. Yeah. So the, I, yeah. I'm here to represent Adidas, not so much uh, fanatic. They on the smaller sizes, they've shrunk down the logo and the numbers. And I don't know if you've seen, you know, some women's jerseys or kids' jerseys. They generally use that smaller set. Yeah. The issue is, so on me, the big is a little too big, and the small numbers and logos are definitely too small. They did not make, like, a medium-sized small jersey. They said, oh, these numbers might be too big because they would interfere with, like, some of the fancy stitching. How it's noticeable. How hard is it? This is a beef, I guess. How hard is it for them to just make a set of logos and numbers for each jersey the, they've made that's two pro- properly proportioned. They've made two. They've made. But they only have small and large. They yeah. don't have a medium. They don't have a medium. What? So like the the medium what? authentic jerseys, they kind of swim on me a little bit, and the colors are all weird on these new jerseys what about, too. What about a, a like a like a? Do they have junior sizes? Uh, the anything like kids, like I haven't really yeah. didn't look too deep, but they, they all use like the small numbers. And it's noticeable. And I'm looking wasn't at like, necessarily my suggest- least jerseys from last year. I was not suggesting that you should act- you should actually. Oh, wear I would. A I would. Size. I would totally rock <laughs> a kids XL. It doesn't bug me in the slightest. In fact, just it'd probably a be cheaper, big, so I'm cool with it. A big cheery cupcake kid. What would he wear? And could you wear the same? Um, no, I'm thinking like I've lived my life as a big cheery cupcake <laughs> kid. Okay. No, I'm thinking like uh, like is this is it like they have i was asking because i was wondering if they had the large one and then like a junior one if it's like they had adults and junior size or if it was like large small and then also smaller junior sizes i don't think there is probably like large small and then like toddler okay which are probably like screen printed anyways right yeah that makes sense so i would be like and i I tried to kind of like i took two of the large numbers stuck them on the back of the jersey to see what it would look like. It kind of works, but because there's kind of mesh panels up in the shoulders and it yeah. runs into that, couldn't do it. Right. So now I'm torn about what I'm going to do about this jersey. Even, like, the front logo, because it's just text, the arena's with the big T, that's smaller as well. I can live with it, because it's still proportional at least, but... Can we do a little bit of a PSA? Yeah. Public service announcement to all the funny, funny boys and girls on Twitter. Uh, making... A, a retinas jokes like putting the tea in the middle of arenas it's, it's not as clever as you think it is Listen. i'm just saying it's not you think you're making a funny joke but it it, it it's not Listen, it's not the funny. arenas logo and jerseys yes 
They are not awesome 21st century designs. They are not 21st century designs. They are very authentic remakes of what they made in 1917. How dare and you? And it worked then. How dare you insult the old jerseys? They're beautiful. And I, I just fucking love those jerseys so much. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get one, but I guess i got to oh figure out how much I'm going to sit there with my small oh, numbers. I love them. Huh, so so that, that was my Arena's jersey beef. I'm so, still going to get one. When are, the Leafs, when are the Leafs going to wear those jerseys? December 9th. December 9th. At 2 p.m. in the Century game, it's a Tuesday, against yeah. their longtime Century rivals, the Carolina Hurricanes. Right. Okay, so... This is a missed opportunity. So here's a follow-up question on that. Yes. Will Garrett Sparks be wearing one of those jerseys? On December 9th. That's one that hell of a segue, just right? to Fisher. Yeah. One hell of a... It's like, I'm, um, it's like I'm growing. The thing is, is that when you do a good segue, you're not really supposed to stop and be like, pat yourself on the back and be like, that was a good segue. But if I may take a moment, that was a good segue. That was a good segue. That was a good one. No, he will not be wearing an arena jersey. Wow. Should he no. be? No. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think we're about to disagree on something. I don't think so. Oh, okay. There, there's a fun little wrinkle here. Okay. Go ahead. They're not calling up Garrett Sparks to sit on the bench. Freddie Anderson will be starting that game. Next time there's a back-to-back, they will call up Garrett Sparks, and he will play in that game, but that's not one of them. Uh, are they... Okay. Because they, they want to be... let Garrett Sparks keep playing. But then who are they going to send down for Garrett Sparks? Can they send down McElhaney? They, they, you can, but you would, put on, a... you would put him on waivers, yeah. and then you could lose him. They will make that decision I... shortly before that game that they want Garrett Sparks to play. Let me take and a look I've... at the schedule. And I guess what I'm saying is, is that... In my mind, okay, so let, let's actually just sort of set up this conversation a little bit. But you understand my wrinkle. You understand what I'm trying to I say. I do, but I think that I, I think that there's more to it than that. Sorry, I meant to say December 9th. I, I meant to say December 19th. I said December 9th. And, okay. Oh, here's Nate looking stupid. It's the first game of a back-to-back. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, I changed my answer now that I've looked at the schedule. Yes, because I think Garrett Sparks will probably end up starting that game in Columbus. In Columbus the next day. Yeah. Okay. And there's actually a back-to-back the week before. And the week maybe, after. And, and the week maybe, after. And the week after. They might. They might give McElhaney one last kick of the can. Wouldn't shock me because they like to show loyalty. Last week. No. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> so we're on that schedule now because we're, cause we're, we're, a, we're a regular podcast like that. Um, bad hockey podcast, boys. The, the worst. It's because we're too busy sex-having. We can't do... A podcast every week because of all the sex having. Okay, so Garrett Sparks, two weeks ago we talked about whether McElhaney should stay as the backup, what's it going to take, how how long is the leash, that kind of thing. Um, we all basically decided that, because he had a good game, it was a good solid outing, and I can't remember who it was against, but he had a good game, and then we were like, basically he's Sparks is doing so well in the American League that McElhaney has to essentially keep on performing very well and winning games in order to keep his spot. Now, last Granted, night... he was not set up to succeed, saying, hey, here's Alexander Ovechkin. Enjoy. On a back-to-back and everything like that. They're, like I understand that that wasn't an easy situation for him, but you have to... I mean, it's the NHL. You're not going to be handed easy situations. Exactly. Unless you're playing, like, Edmonton or something. <laughs> but, uh... We'll get to that. But, um... But, um, with Sparks, he has not just continued to play well, 
but it's almost like he's just getting better. Like, he's just so good in the AHL right now. And I, here's the thing, I actually don't, I'm not a big believer in Garrett Sparks, to be completely honest. I don't think he's the, as good as his numbers are, I don't believe that he's the type of goaltender that's going to end up getting an opportunity and then actually like battling Anderson. Like I don't think he's a he we've seen him a little bit in the NHL. There were some flashes and stuff like that, but I feel like when he stabilizes all is said and done, you're looking at like a backup goaltender. A quality backup goaltender? Well that you hope. We there's a line there between what's a quality backup goaltender and what's basically get a Canadian tire shooter tutor. Let's put it this and way. Do the same thing. When I when I talk about when I say backup goaltender, I mean that he deserves to be there as a backup goaltender. I don't mean you're a guy who's there because, you know, it's not like a Vegas situation where five guys got injured in front of you and you got called up from your junior B Bantam team to play in the NHL. It's that's like I mean I believe that he can be, you know, his ceiling I think is that of a backup goaltender. And and a a, a a quality, a average, a you know stable backup goaltender in the NHL. On Vegas, I was really waiting for them to go to like one of their front office, like one of their like office staff, because every team seems to have that. It's like yeah, the, the, uh, the backup goalie goes down. We can't call someone up. They go to the office, be like, hey, digital and sales team. Did any of you play goalie in college? Mm-hmm. And someone suits up with this terrified look on your face, going, please don't yeah. get injured. Yeah, exactly. I love those stories. I love the those are my drivers. Favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's like, do you have your pads? Like, my dad can drive the pads from our house. Yes. <laughs> I live 20 minutes away in the yeah. suburbs. Uh, the, um, the the situation now is that Sparks is so good that he's more than earned another opportunity, another kick at the can in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And McElhaney, while he wasn't be- hasn't been put into, you know, situations necessarily where he's supposed to excel you know it's like people go like oh well he's just getting the short and the sick because he's if they lost one back, nothing yesterday back to back if they lost one nothing and you would say that's not on McElhaney you would but even still and it's even just that his, McElhaney his, his stops were not defensive breakdowns necessarily or the goals that went in were not full defensive breakdowns like we've seen it's not that he had a bad game but it's just he it, had a mediocre it, game it's it's not even that he it's not even about last night's game. It's just that we gotta just look at you know yeah you're sort of we're going game to game with McElhaney right now, but like realistically speaking, you also have to look at the whole body of work and just go. Sparks is young. Sparks is good in the HL. Sparks has earned the opportunity, and are we really gonna sit here and be like, oh no, we can't give him the opportunity because Curtis fucking McElhaney is in his way? Mm-hmm. Like, no, just fucking send him down. Like, it's like, it's not rocket science. It's not like McElhaney has, you know, I understand the whole, like, you know, veterans get the, you know, Babcock's whole veterans get the tie thing and stuff like that, but at the same time, it's like, why are you trying to protect Curtis McElhaney? Who, what what photos does he have of you? Who who? How much has he paid you to be his booster? You know, like nobody's here to pump McElhaney's tires because who the hell is Curtis McElhaney? He doesn't. He's not done enough this year or ever to get the benefit to earn the benefit of the doubt over a guy over a guy who's putting up numbers like Sparks has. If Sparks was just like an average goaltender in the AHL and he was putting up a 9.15 or 9.10 or whatever and people were just like, hmm, well, maybe Sparks could do better. Then it's like, there's really no need to make that change, right? It's kind of like you're just trading one for one and you're hoping that 
something happens. But I mean, there's no real, real reason to believe that things are going to dramatically improve. But it's it, and there's even there's not even reason to believe that Sparks as a backup will dramatically improve the Leafs. But he's earned the opportunity to try. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So looking at the schedule now. Joseph Wall is still the best goaltending prospect in the in the uh, in the Leafs organization. That's just just the way it is. <laughs> Leafs, are, I think Arsenal's about to get a penalty. If they're not, they're sh- they should, which sucks. <laughs> well, that's what's going on behind you. Yeah, that sucks. Penalties in soccer are just like here's a goal. It's yeah, it's basically just here's a goal, and then when it's not yeah. a goal, it's hilarious. Yeah, so there you go. Do you want to we'll in the last seconds thing. of injury time? Oh, and he almost oh, had it, it too. Yeah. That's, that sucks. Good good for you, Alexis that Sanchez. That sucks. It's going to be fun when he goes somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so, looking at the schedule now. Yeah. When do you pull up Gary Sparks? When do you bring him up? I mean, there's really no need to bring him up right now, considering you're about to... Wait, what are we looking at here? This, this is December. Here, this Tuesday and this Thursday, they're in... Okay, but what, we still got some games in November. Let's take a look at Just November. Okay, That's so... Okay, so you've got... Calgary and Edmonton. You've got a Calgary and Edmonton, days apart. You've got, you've got Vancouver after that, days apart. You know, maybe it's a matter of... You don't necessarily need to bring up Sparks because you want to get... Maybe, maybe you wait until mid-December with the Minnesota-Detroit... Back to back, you know. Honestly, Detroit would probably be a good soft game to put Sparks in, mm-hmm. right? And give him that first bet, and then you follow that up the next week with another back to back with the Carolina and Columbus. So maybe, I, I mean, there's no rush to bring him up because, quite frankly, I don't think McElhaney is playing for the next three weeks, anyways. But uh, you know, after that time. Maybe if Sparks continues to stay hot through the next three weeks, then he's earned it. So, but that's what I'd say. In which case, it comes to the will the will Sparks have his own arenas jersey, and I think yes, I think he should. He just might. I think so. Let's move away from the goalies and talk about the forwards. Okay. The lines, because it's been kind of this weird merry-go-round of lines recently. Yeah, I'm a big believer in the. I'm a big believer in like championship caliber teams have their lineups figured out. Yeah. It's agree. not like a completely rotating door. Mm-hmm. Even last year the Leafs were pretty like sort of like the lineups were pretty cemented and maybe like the third man moves around but you've got your pairings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we don't have Matthews and Nylander anymore. We don't have Kadri and whoever, you know. Bozak and JVR have kind of stuck together, but it's like, you know, it's it, it things are moving so much now that... Not in my version. Yeah, well, mo- the forwards are moving around so much now that I also think that there's an element of, like, you just need to get comfortable with somebody. And I think that there was moments where people weren't performing, but at the same time, it's like, you know, give them time to work through it. Don't just throw it to the blender. Now, again... One of the things about this podcast, and one of the things I hate doing in in this podcast, is basically saying, like, oh, I've got an idea, and I'm sure that Mike Babcock hasn't thought about it, because I'm a smart guy, and Mike Babcock... See that a lot on the internet. Yeah, it's like, he's he's a professional coach for a reason, but um, 
I just feel that there's a little bit of... The lineups could use, like, one final rejigging, but then just let them play and, like, figure out if they can work together yeah. and don't pull the cord on it, like, you know, 20 minutes in or whatever the case may be. We came up with some lines, some forward lines, that we think should work or should be given an opportunity. Um, would let's, you let's like to... Let's compare and contrast our two. So yes. we'll, go, we'll go line by line. Yeah. So on our... Line one, we actually agreed with Babcock. We kept it the same. Yes. Hyman Matthews Nylander seems but, to work. But Ma- also, Babcock has not kept Nylander on that line with Matthews. And that's why we're saying, hey, Mike. Put it back. Put it back. It but works. hey, put it put it down. Put it back. You put that Marner down. You put him down right now. We find a space for Marner. We find it, yeah. Marner's not, still not gets, on the fourth line. Marner still gets a shot. But So for this one, I put Van Riemsdijk, Kadri, Marner. You put Van Riemsdijk, Marlowe, Marner. Yeah. So I'm... Uh, so you're liking Marlowe as a center. I am... Uh, I'm liking him as a center, and I also think that quite... Like, okay. I think that... Let's put it this way. The Leafs are flush with wingers. Okay? And I like the idea of... If you just go down the middle. I feel like the wingers, you can mix and match. You can sort of plug ones in. I feel that ones that are getting scratched, like your Levos and stuff like that, deserve an opportunity or or, des- or have earned an opportunity to play more at the NHL level, but they aren't. And one of the ways to remedy that is to move Marlowe to the middle and push everybody else down. So I think that Matthews, Marlowe, Kadri, and Bozak down the middle, or it could be Matthews, Kadri, Marlowe, and Bozak. I don't care about those two middle mm-hmm lines switching up in my mind you should have the first line playing a lot the second and third lines basically playing even and then the, f- the fourth line just pay- playing you know uh, you know yeah scrap minutes like, you, we'll get to it my fourth line is very much a fourth line right the i believe that matthews marlo Kadri, and bozak is better than matthews Kadri, bozak and more i don't think that's and i think that Taking more out and then moving Marlowe to the center, if that affords you the opportunity to insert somebody like Josh Levo in, I think you're that's a gain. I think that's a net gain. I think your team just got better, mm-hmm. right? Because I know Moore is a center and Levo's a winger, but I would rather have Levo in my lineup than Moore in my lineup. Yeah. And when we were putting these lines together, I fully forgot about Levo and Sashkinov. I just looked at who's on the ice and this is yeah. what I was looking at. So I just fully forgot about that. So I just mixed and matched with who was already there. So your second line. Yes. Is Van Riemsdyk, Van Riemsdyk, Kadri, and Marner. Yes. Good line. It's a good, good line. line. Solid. Solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My only concern about that one, and I'm not going to sit here and just be like, no, your Dave. lines suck. But like, uh, the only concern about that one is Kadri is one of the Leafs' better defensive forwards. And uh, if you're putting Kadri up in a, in a, in a, we'll call it a checking line against the other team's top forwards, then Van Riemsdyk is not going to help in that situation. <laughs> So, I'm hoping Kadri's defensiveness. Your, your, your. I'm uh, hoping that I've got two things mitigating each other here. Here's what I think. I think your line is very top heavy. I think that you're putting yeah. all the firepower up front, which I, which I like. I think even I've then, taken a little bit more conservative route. Even then, that third line is not without firepower. So your third, third line, line is Marlowe, Bozak, Brown. Yeah. And maybe part of me still like maybe Bozak can figure it out if he's on a line with Marlowe. Maybe he can. I kind of feel that that's three guys who don't generate opportunities for themselves. Marlowe, maybe. I hope they can help each other out. You're just hoping for some good teamwork, right? Yeah. I like it. And then my fourth line is like, hey, you're on the team. Here's the scraps. 
It's Martin Boor and Komarov. Oof. Oh, boy. Oh, I never want to see that line. So you know what? I want. I never want that out there. Martin out for Levo. Okay. Sashkinov in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so my lineup is Hyman, Matthews, Beanlander. Yep. Van Riemsdyk, Marlow, Marner. So we talked about Marlow Center. You're keeping him yeah. there. Levo, Kadri, Brown. Which also, I said that you, with Kadri being your shutdown guy, that doesn't really help with JVR there. Uh, Levo and Brown on a shutdown line with Kadri is not very helpful either, so I'm just going to, you know, goes both ways. I get it. Um, and then my last line is Komarov, Bozak, and Sashnikov. And then I have Moore and Martin sitting. Now, yeah. I fully expect that my fourth line could be Martin, Bozak, Komarov because Babcock doesn't want to sit Martin and you get a guy like Sashnikov sitting, and maybe Sashnikov and Levo kind of Because he keeps the flies off, I'm told. Exactly. Well, here's the thing about Matt Martin. Is that he's very good. He's a very good hockey player. Oh, yes. And uh, he doesn't deserve all the... I was... When I saw that he was scratched, I was outraged. And honestly, looking at my own lineup, where I put Martin on the outside looking in, I'm outraged with myself. I'm just disappointed. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So, I just, I just feel like, I just feel like, good teams have a lineup figured out. I feel like the Leafs are really kind of like, for some reason, they're like, oh, we're putting Marlow in. Like Marlow came into the center ice position because Matthews was out, and it ended up working out pretty well. And Marlow looks good in the center role, and I think that he's got that the smarts and the experience and also still the speed to be an effective center. And for that reason, I just think, okay, you know, like run with it. Why, why are we trying to force him on, on the wing? Especially when we have wingers that are trying to get into the lineup. And especially when we have a fourth line center, who's not playing that well. And also we have Bozak who quite frankly, isn't playing that well and doesn't deserve at this point, anything more than fourth line minutes. Interesting that neither of us found a way to take Bozak out of the lineup altogether. Well, I, okay, I don't think that he's a player who needs to be scratched. But uh, I don't think that he needs to be getting, like... But all we do is bitch about him. When was the last time we said something nice about Tyler Bozak? Um, I don't know. I feel, no, I feel like he's been, over the past year and a bit, he's just been kind of a... Once he was taken off, once he didn't have to be the first-line center with Kessel... It's just like he—he's not still not a great player, but at least he's like—he's like—he was always, I think, a third liner that was miscast. But he's not defensively sound. No, that but I don't like guys who are. But I, who I, but high-powered offensive guys. Yeah, and are also just gonna let a bunch of goals in. That's but not I, a good recipe. But I also think that, realistically speaking. Like, I'm moving away, I'm more and more I'm moving away from the, like, you know, this top six, bottom six thing. Quite frankly, I think the defensive line is centered by Kadri, right? It's, he's just good at it. And also, when he can transition the play, when he's not playing good defense, he's playing good offense, right? So, I think that the third line doesn't need to be a shutdown line. I think the fourth line doesn't even need to be a shutdown line. I just think that Kadri's line is the one that's going up against the top, the top. Uh, team, 
the thing is, we all we often think of like the third line and the fourth line as a shutdown line, but truth be told, the shutdown line goes against the other team's top players. The other team's top players are on the ice a lot, so your shutdown line needs to be out there a lot. Basically, if the other team's top line isn't out there, you should have Matthews out there, and then a secondary scoring line and a third scoring line. Was it the Chicago game when they just matched up Taves with Matthews and just said, fuck it, top line versus top line, let's go. And at least won that game. I know they did that in Florida with Barkov and Matthews, Mm -hmm. and Matthews won that battle. Um, But I'm not sure if it was Chicago. I'm not sure what they did then. Part of me always wants to see it. Just say, okay, you put best your top line, here's my top line. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. It's a lot of fun. Let's go. Right? Who's better? Problem is that you're not... One, I, I mean, this sounds like really weird to say, but it's like one team is always going to lose that. Oh, yeah. And then why wouldn't they make that adjustment super quick when they realize they are? You know yeah. what I mean? That's why I think shutdown lines... Exist. Yeah, that's why, the, that's why they're there. Um... Do you want to do some mailbagging? Yeah, we can do some mailbagging. Yeah, we got some questions. We did. I mean, we were so desperate for content. I was like, I don't know what to talk about today. I mean, we can, we'll, we'll get to some other stuff. But I mean, I mean, we got we got Justice League to talk about. We do have Justice League to talk about. We do have maybe a little Black Friday shopping. A little Black Friday shopping. A little Toronto FC. I'm wearing my Toronto FC T-shirt. Yes. Today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little dirty. It's okay. So. We did ask for, I did ask for some questions late last night. I was basically like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Because honestly, for the Leafs, it's been kind of weird and strange. There's nothing sort of noteworthy. The only thing There's that... There's been no overly pressing oh, storyline. Well, actually, that's not entirely true. Something that I just remembered that came up last I, night. I don't know if you noticed this. In the last uh, 20, 30 minutes of this podcast, we're digging for scraps here for storylines. No. I found one. We're gonna we're gonna have a good conversation about our sweet boy William Nylander. Uh, oh, this is one of our, our mailbag questions. No, no? it's not because there it's is a mailbag not. question about well, William Nylander. There's, yes, there always is. But last night on Saturday headlines, there was a good discussion about William Nylander and about how his slump this year, quote unquote slump. I think he's at what six points in his last sixteen games or something like that, which is not great. No, right, but. Nylander goes out there and he looks he hasn't looked as dangerous as he has in the past there's a lot of ways where Nylander like enters a zone and like kind of does this thing where he like he like almost starts like skate backwards but he's not quite backwards he's almost sideways and then he turns back forward and he just kind of like dipsy doodles in a way that it's just like damn nobody knows where he's going next and that's why nobody can touch him and it's just his his puck control is amazing and he's just moving so well and I feel like we haven't seen that from him. There's definitely something going on. It's just, he's going through it a could, rut. It, yeah, ruts happen. Slumps it could, happen. Exa- exactly. And especially for like a sophomore player. Yeah, for right? a sophomore player, for offensive-minded players, like that yeah. always happens. There are Absolutely. Times, and there will be times when they'll be throwing things at the net and go, oh, that shouldn't have gone in, but it did. And it, which that is happens. New Jersey, yeah. the overtime exactly. game, right? He, um, oh, man, that shift. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he had nothing. Is it? Yeah, it was like the last. It was the last couple seconds of I overtime. I think that when he, he shot it at the net, then oh, he was happier that the game was over than he was that, that was, he won so the game. He, he was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, and he just put his. He did the. I don't care stick about two points. Shorts and yeah. The, yeah, thank God that's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go home now. The, the he just hasn't, and he's also been moved around the lineup a lot, which yep. I think changes the way a player plays, especially when they're so used to playing with Matthews and. They, you know, they, they, you get a feel for it and then it changes. And then all of a sudden it's just like this slight, slight hesitations. Like, oh, is Bozak going to be where he's supposed to be? Or is Kadri where I think he's going to be? Or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. 
he hasn't been great. But the topic on Saturday headlines that Elliot Friedman brought up was that this might help the Leafs. And he, because they chose not to sign him this past offseason to an extension. They chose to wait until, wait through this year and then sign him right up when he becomes his, an RFA and he needs to get an extension. And there was a chart that was very interesting that basically showed all of your young wingers like Godro and like all you know all those guys that got new contracts recently and you know Pasternak and stuff like that and uh, what their points per game were and then what their what their price tag was and like the Leafs could potentially go from signing him to a nearly 7 million dollar deal like they could honestly save like a million dollars like if he just just, per- just a little if eh. he just kind of like limps his way through the rest of the year yeah. and doesn't take off if he just sort of like remains uh we'll say consistently inconsistent mm-hmm. or like you know isn't like just putting like being lights out and putting up a ton of points and stuff like that and there is part of me that goes I want the Leafs to win games and I want Nylander to do well and there's a part of me that goes I don't think that they're going to be winning a cup this year yeah I don't think that's I think that they've got a great shot at going deep and potentially winning a cup in the years to to follow. And I'm not one who necessarily believes that you have to win in this window before Marner and Matthews and Nylander get their huge extensions. I think that they're just going to get better, right? I think that they're, it's not, I don't feel this like need to like win now. And if I did want to win now, I would be like just banging the drum so hard about the fact that you think you can win a Stanley Cup with this defense? What? Ron Hainsey's your first pairing guy? He's being fine. That's not the point. The point is is that, like, why haven't you, you know, traded first-round picks? Why haven't you traded Timothy Lilgren? Why haven't you traded Kasperi Kapanen? Why haven't you traded Tyler Derm- or Travis Dermott? And I do that every goddamn time. Dermot. Travis Dermott. And, like, and actually gone for it. Like, what are you waiting for, right? And I'm not saying they should yep. do those things. I'm not saying that I want Remember, them to the trick's to compete consistently. Your window has to be bigger than one year. Yeah. But, I just, right. And those, those guys are going to come up, and they're going to be cheap reinforcements when your Matthews and Marners and Nylanders are making a lot of money. And then you've got to go out and find another top-pairing defenseman. Because Ron Hainsey, as admirable as, as admirably as he's played... Showing a lot of grit and truculence. ...is not one of those guys. No. He's not gonna like. He's been a good addition. He's been a nice piece. Sure. Yeah. He's not the. Don't uh, love the contract. Don't think he should be playing on the top pairing. Would rather have somebody else and have everybody push down. Ron Hayes shouldn't be on the top pairing, but we're kind of in this issue where we don't have anyone else to go to. Which is tough. It's tough to say because you know what? I look at every single person on the Leafs and I go, Oh, I I like Borkman. Oh, I I like Zaitsev. Oh, I I like Carrick. And then I realized that you need to raise one of them's got to one of them's got to go. You have to raise your expectations. Or two of them's got to well, go. We have a great bunch of these cheap guys. Well, yeah. you need an expensive one. I think a stalwart. Yeah, that's what yeah. you need—a defensive stalwart. The, uh, I mean, I had to make that tough decision in, in uh, NHL 18 when I traded Nikita Zaitsev to Calgary. Let's say you're 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 Pittsburgh. Yeah. And you you're doing your own matchup. You've got your top line of Sidney Crosby on it. Maybe bad example. Connor McDavid also a bad example. Who's good these days in the NHL? This game's getting weird. Austin Matthews. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's say you're playing a scrimmage. <laughs> yep. You're looking at the Leafs 
And you've got Austin Matthews, a similarly high talented player. Who do you go, okay, I need to get him off the ice when that Leafs defensive player is on? Exactly. Therein lies the problem. There is no mm -hmm. defensive player on Leafs that strikes fear into the heart of any offensive player. No. There no. is none. No. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's not even about, like, you know, and it's your point, it's not even that it strikes fear in that you think you're going to get your head taken off. It's even just that, strikes fear in that, like, that oh, he's going to kill you with your skill or something yeah. like that. It's no, like, I saw someone be like, fuck, this guy's going to be a pain in the ass I to play against all I think the league is learning to respect Morgan Riley, but it's like, it's, it's not... I don't understand learning to respect Morgan Riley. He needs to demand and get respect. Well, he, I, he I needs think to he is. earn he's it. He's been very good this year. That's what I'm saying. Defensively? But, yeah, no, I think he's been great. I think Morgan Riley is having his best year, hands down. But I think that you, but what Morgan Riley isn't is an Eric Carlson, yes, or a There's Drew Doughty, or Brent Burns. Where and when you Carlson see him running up the ice, you're everything. like, yeah, when you see him running Parker. up the ice, you're like, oh god, we got to figure out what to do here. This is this is going to be a shit show, and it normally is. But the Leafs don't have that kind of player on. The Leafs don't have that kind of player on defense. The forwards, the big three, Matthew strikes fear. Nylander and Marner are both so kind of a little bit all over the place right now that you really your only guy that's really like, you know, really doing damage and, and like really just like, you know, making the other team sweat is Matthews. Last year it was Matthews and Marner and Nylander. And this year, it's just kind of Matthews, and there's nobody on defense who does that. Mm -hmm. So, long story short, uh, wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world if Neilander gets a a, no. a, a, a long term contract, contract yeah. a little a little bit of a hit on his on his dollars? But fine by me. Let's put it this way: Are you at all? And I, this is to me, this is a very easy answer. But are you at all worried about Neilander? No. Are you worried about the contract he's going to get? It's not my money. Well, okay, yeah, I know that, but I mean, it's, it's... Um, not really. I feel like they have known about the situation for far too long, and they have too many smart people in that room, and they're going to screw up the whole team because guys are making too much money. Yeah. They have known way too long. Yeah. I think that, realistically speaking, signing, if you had to give him a... I would rather have Marner on a seven-year, $6 million deal than a six-year, $7 million deal, but... Realistically speaking, yeah. is it's not going to make a huge difference, but a million dollars here and there might come in handy when you're really up against it and you want to let and you're going for it and you want to maximize. It doesn't matter if he's making lots of money. It doesn't matter if Matthews is making lots of money. It doesn't matter if Marner's making lots of money. It matters that Morgan Riley is not making a lot of money. It matters that. It matters that Patrick Marlowe is making that a lot of money. Hurts. But. We got time. It matters that, you know, it matters that Ron Hainsey's making a lot of money, right? But that's that's the re that's the reality of it. I mean, it it's sort of it was weird because I was kind of like I saw that I saw that segment on Saturday Headlines last night. I was kinda of like, Oh good, we can sign we can sign Nylander for less. And I'm like, Oh shit, Nylander's playing bad enough that we can sign him for less. <laughs> so it goes both ways, but mm -hmm. ultimately speaking, I'm not going to argue with a... Uh... I think long-term he's going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. We didn't get to the mailbag. Let's no. Just, let's, let's go back that. to that. Sure. First question from... Adam Muscaris. Adam Muscaris. Who's, Who's a good, good boy? boy? Is, is he talking to you like you're a dog? Um, I don't know. He's a good boy. I... He's got a little chin scratch in there for you. Adam knows that I am a good boy. 
So I, I mean, it's a dumb question in that regard because he already knows the answer. But I am, in fact, uh, a good boy. Um, other good boys include Austin Matthews. Yes. Very good boy. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Sportsnet documentary? I we need to watch it. I've got. I'm like. I'm like ten minutes in. It's only like twenty something minutes long. Yeah. It's but it's like minutes. I watched ten minutes of it this morning in bed. Um, Austin Matthews is a good boy. Um, William Melander is an exceptionally good boy. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner's Mitch Marner's a good boy. Um, Nate, you're a good boy. I appreciate that. Um, I'm the best boy. Is Matt Martin a good boy? Matt. Oh, Matt Martin might be the best boy. Matt Martin's a very good boy. Um, there's a lot of Leafs that are good Curtis boys. Curtis McElhaney. Curtis McElhaney's not a good boy. Kadri is a, is a... I like Kadri, but he's a... Kadri beating a, the crap out of the, uh, the penalty box official? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I, what the I, hell? I, I understand all angles involved there. There is a part of me that actually feels sorry for Kadri. Oh, yeah. Because it's like... He, yeah, no, he, he was emotional. Yeah. Something <laughs> happened, and some of the guys yelling at him, and he's going, Why are you yelling at me? Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, it was, it was, um, Twitter was great when that happened. It got because really Because who else good. would it happen to? Who would oh, yeah, to? that's, that's actually, true, too. You know what I mean? It, the thing is, is that if it's like... I aware of this, but the rest of the league is not fans of Asim Kadri. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, let's say that, um, you know, Connor Carrick went in. Yeah. And, accident, and swung his stick and accidentally hit the, hit the timekeeper, the yeah. penalty box attendant what in the face. What do they do there, by the way? What do you mean? What do the, those guys in the penalty box do? When... Oh. I guess they open the door at the end of two minutes. Yeah. I think they're just like attendants. I don't even know what they do, really. And how do I get that job? <laughs> Best seats in the house. I want a blazer with the NHL shield on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if Connor Carrick goes in there and loses cool and does that and yeah. stuff like that, the the time the, the guy might yell at him and everything like that, but it's like... It's Connor Carrick. Yeah, that's fine. He's so nice. Nazem Kadri. Connor Carrick's a good boy. But uh, <laughs> it's just everybody goes like, oh, like, you know, oh, yeah. that's that's poor. Like, it's, it's you go, oh, I feel sorry for everybody involved. Yeah. Right? That guy got hit in the face and that guy's now embarrassed because, you know, everybody. Like, I've accidentally hurt people and was, like, very embarrassed. Like, yeah. during, like, street hockey games and stuff like that. It's like, you don't mean to. And, and they know it. They get mad, but they know you didn't mean to. And, you know, it, it just happens. And everybody, you know, whatever. But I'm, I'm actually surprised. There was nothing that ever came of that. Like, you know, like uh, a fine or anything no. like that. I wouldn't have been surprised if there was. No, just, me neither. Just, cause you, just to send... I would have even supported it. Yeah, just to send a message that guys need to be careful because it's like, it's... You that know, guy's an innocent bystander. You, yeah. I mean, realistically speaking, and we're laughing about it. We're laughing about it. But, I mean, realistically speaking, I mean... Guy could have lost an eye. Oh yeah. Guy could have. Guy could have. He's a strong guy. He's a professional yeah, athlete. Guy could have lost teeth. Guy could have been very seriously hurt. He yeah. could have broken a cheekbone or something. Good for like him. That. He stood up for himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, like, I probably wouldn't. I would probably be like, "Yes, Mr. Cadre. Sorry. Sorry, I got in the way of your stick, Mr. Cadre. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Can I have another? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. It's just that because it happened to Cadre, and because the entire like everybody outside of Toronto. Does hate Nazem Kadri. Uh, very funny, very funny stuff. Next on the mailbag, piss time. Yeah, it is time to piss take. Time? A, do you need to take a piss? Do you? I need. Try to take a piss. Yeah, Steve. Steve knows about that, eh? Does he? Yeah, <laughs> he knows now. He knows what we've been doing. <laughs> 
He goes, he says, so I texted him the other day, and I go, do you know that this gag has been running for a few weeks now? Are you yeah. even, are you even aware of it? Yeah. And I and I said I I asked to take a piss three times during the show because it's very unhealthy. And I said, man, it's very unhealthy that I have to you know can't make it through a show. And he goes, well, are you okay? And I'm like, it's not me. I'm talking about you. He didn't even realize that I was like. <laughs> and he got all upset about it. And then he, uh, he even brought it up on on SDP. I haven't heard. Yeah, it was. Free. Uh, I mean, I only I only heard because people message me when I get yes. when I get mentioned on SVP. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm too busy to. Of course, you know, of course. I'm you know. I'll go find that clip. He asked a question. Yes, yeah, Steve did ask a question. Yeah, Leafs are clearly good on paper. Why have they been getting kicked up and down the ice so often lately? Thanks for answering my question. Big fan. Full strength is better than SDP. That is very topical. That is like a direct quote. Yeah. I did not add anything to that and to answer your question steve because you clearly don't know much about hockey yes yeah they're the leafs are great in parts Mm -hmm. and there are parts where the where the gap in talent is palpable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we we spent some time earlier this podcast speaking about steve just go back go back to the start of the episode and re-listen and it should answer all your questions yeah exactly defensively who strikes fear to the uh, offensive stars None of the above. No. Problem. It's pretty much the quick yeah. recap. And yes, Matthews, Marlowe, and Nylander. Marlowe has been awesome. Um, other players have been awesome. Matthews has been awesome. Yeah, I said Matthews. I opened with Matthews. Oh, Marlowe has been awesome. Yes. Oh, I thought, sorry. <laughs> the, all the things I said. Yeah. Many players. Many players. Like half the team has been awesome. And half is not so great. So that's the issue. Isn't Steve like practically on this hockey team? Like, shouldn't he know about know about these problems? It's a little embarrassing that he has to ask us, to be honest, that he doesn't know why they've been kidding, getting kicked up and down the ice so often. It's funny, because he was probably thought he was doing a nice thing. I was like, hey, Steve, do you have any questions for the best, best hockey so podcast? Sure, answer this. And he's, like, no. and he's like, yeah, I'll throw you a beach ball. And then now we're just making <laughs> Thanks, fun man. of him. <laughs> Someone, Danny Parsons asked, why do the Oilers suck? Oh, well, I honestly think that... I don't know, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Listen, it's... Okay, you know what? The, the, the thing about... The thing with the Oilers and what's unfortunate for for their their very dedicated and passionate fans is that, um, quite frankly, the team lacks leadership and resolve. You know, I mean, we know that Connor McDavid is a great leader, mm-hmm. but his heart's just not in it because his heart's in Toronto. That's, I mean. And it's just so difficult when the guy Promote that you... this tweet. It's so difficult when the guy you you made captain and, you know, is so talented, but you know deep down that he would rather be playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know deep down that he was gutted at the draft when the Edmonton Oilers won... Or the lottery when the Edmonton Oilers won the yep. first overall pick. For like the, that clip what, will be played long after time. his retirement. It You know, it's just... I You know, it's a tough situation for everybody. Uh, and that's why I feel very sympathetic towards it. You know that if McDavid was a Toronto Maple Leaf, he would be a better player. He would be, he would he would excel. He would feel feel good about himself and the game and showing up to the rink every day. But because he's an Edmonton Oiler, it's just you know, it's, it's tough. For him. It's tough, you know. So now this team is gonna get another first overall draft pick, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So thank you Fuck. for the question, Danny. That was an excellent one. Um. There's one on here Go. that uh, you're avoiding, and I know it. Yeah. So Maya asks, 
does Lou I, Lamb... I'm avoiding one out of four. Does Lou Lamb... Lou Lamorello, by yes. the way. That, that's a little, a little lingo there. A little internet lingo. I'll the kids are using these I'll days. I'll answer these. Hit me. Does Lou Lamb like kids' birthday parties? He does, but he's also on his phone the whole time, not really doing anything. But okay. he has a good time because he gets a piece of cake. Does Lou Lamb like puppies? He's probably a lot like John Tortorella, where he's a complete hard-ass, but then will get down on his hands and knees to play with a puppy. Does and Lou, it's the weirdest thing. Does Lou Lamb like ice cream? Yes, but he's very quiet about it. Just kind of. Does Lou Lamb like having an orgasm? Uh, okay, do you want to an- ask me these questions as well? No. <laughs> I have been. For, for that last one. No, do it. Do it. Do it. Does he like kids' birthday parties? Uh, only if they all have short haircuts. He hates kids with long haircuts. Mm-hmm. Kids named Tyler and Hunter and Jaden. He hates those kids. Well, he has a Bozak on it, a Tyler Bozak. And stuff. Yeah, and he doesn't like yeah. them too much. Oh, that's true. Does he like puppies? Uh, everybody likes puppies. Yeah. Um, but he's uh, he, but he likes he rather he, he likes puppies. But I mean, truthfully, he likes older dogs, like like an old lazy basset hound or something like that. Does he like ice cream? Uh, no, it makes his teeth hurt. He's an old man. Having an orgasm. Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, you know, yeah. listen, Lou Lamarola listens to this podcast, and he listens to this podcast because we're the podcast for sex havers. So, you know, I know, I know that he, he's, he's down. Do you want to talk about Justice League? After that? Yeah. <laughs> we could just end on that note. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Let's also talk about Toronto FC a little bit because I want to bring them up because they have been they have had an interesting run through these playoffs. It has been an it's interesting been run. It's been weird. Yeah. So starting with getting your fifty percent of your goal scorers suspended for one game. Yeah. That's hard. That's <laughs> tough to do. And they went to Columbus, which is getting moved to Austin shortly. And it's do have, so I was in Columbus for the game. Mm-hmm. And you went to Columbus. For I did the go to Columbus game? for the soccer game. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a whole of a stadium. The oh, yeah. fans were good. The fans were all there, and they were in full voice, and they were good people, everyone I talked to. Woo. Yeah. The thing is, here's what I realized. I've, I've known about it, but this is my first time experiencing it. The American stadium mm-hmm. generally is stadium amongst a sea of parking lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awful. I love our downtown stadiums in retrospect. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, it's it's those stadiums are you got to drive there, and when you park, you have to draw. You got, you still need to walk like three miles to get to the yeah. actual door. Um, here's the thing about. But I will say, going to Columbus was a long way to go for a nil-nil draw. But <laughs> looking back on it, you can be you can accept that result as a TFC fan. Col- Columbus, as you know, mm-hmm. is part of Ohio. Yes. And uh, Ohio, big sports people. Mm-hmm. Big college sports people. That's. That's the kicker. It's yeah. their big college sports people. The game was sold Buckeyes. out. Buckeyes. Yeah. It's like it's it's a it's a tough. Like Ohio I mean, honestly, I'm, honestly, like I'm 100, a little bit. People. I'm a little bit surprised, quite frankly, that like the Columbus Blue Jackets haven't had big problems there because they've need to. They haven't. I well, feel like they have. They've had problems. They've had, but not like okay. It's not. It's not like Phoenix where it's no, just it's like a constantly in a st- or even Florida. Yeah. Or even the Islanders. Right, they've got a, they've got <laughs> the Islanders. That stadium, I, I keep seeing or the arena. I keep seeing highlights in the arena, and I see the car in yeah. the back. I'm like, oh, it's like Skoda Auto. Every time we go to the World yeah. Juniors, that's what yeah, it reminds yeah. me of every yeah. time. <laughs> Skodas. I want to drive a Skoda. I've driven a Skoda. Oh yeah. Yeah. In, nice. Uh, in Iceland. No. In, in, oh, you didn't like it. <laughs> no, I did not. Oh, okay. Um, the, uh, I'm surprised that they haven't had 
problems sort of carving out a niche, but they but they've done well. I mean, on, like I mean, I've said it a million times. I was in Columbus for the All Star Game, and like it was just a party. That whole yeah. area that they have set up around the arena is like really the, uh, fun. That whole district, Port South. I'm not even sure there. what it's called, but it's a it's a nice fun area. Lots of nightlife, lots mm-hmm. of this, lots of that. Then there's the arena and the convention center and all that stuff, and it's just kind of it's a fun spot. And I can see how, like, you go to the game. Like, in, like for me, I know that if I go to a hockey game, it's like I go to a hockey game and then I go home. Mm. Whereas, like, that area is, like, a lot of, like, you could spend, like, the whole night there yeah. and, like, have a great time. Which you could I mean, do in I Toronto, go to too. Which you could do home. in Toronto, too. I go, no, I go to a hockey game and then I go home because if I've gone to a hockey, go- hockey game, I've spent all my no money. You have no more money left I'm to broke. actually go anywhere else. That's Going correct. home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100% agree with you. Um, but... Yeah, so I mean, I guess that it doesn't surprise me that um, in a in a in a state that is diehard Buckeyes football fans, yeah. that the Columbus Crew haven't been able to. And I know nothing about this. Yeah, like I know nothing about them leaving. I don't know why they're losing money. I don't know anything like that. It's because their owner is an idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the long and short of it. Because he just kind of he didn't spend any money in marketing. Yeah. Why isn't anyone coming? Oh, yeah. I imagine that they've got some diehard, like, some good diehard fans, mm-hmm. and I imagine that there's just not enough of them. Kansas City was in the same boat, and, and that's why, got, and that's why the team's yeah. got to move, just like Phoenix does, just like the Arizona Coyotes do. Kansas City, I'm over was, this. <laughs> I'm over the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, move them. Oh well, no, sorry. If Austin Matthews wants them to stay, then that's okay. Yeah. But oh no, move them before Austin Matthews thinks that he should go home and play for the that's Arizona. That's true. Coyotes. Yes, I can't let Ar- him home anymore. Arizona must die. We need to get rid of it right now. So we can stop it. He'll be like, oh, Toronto's my second yep, home. Then. There you yeah, go. Toronto's, Toronto's my nice. only home. It's the only home I've ever known. <laughs> As I'm saying, Kansas City had like the same problem, like the exact same problem with like crappy arena or stadium and no attendance. And then they got new owners mm-hmm. who knew what they were doing. Yeah. And now they're like a jewel of the It's league. amazing how that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just try. That's all it is. Just try. But yeah, so hopefully Toronto FC will be hosting MLS Cup mid-December. Cool. Cool. So okay. So where, where, what are December. they? Where, what are they at now? Like their next? Is it? This is. This is. That was the, the first leg. This is leg two of the conference final coming up. Okay, against Columbus. Yes. Win the game. Go to the go to MLS Cup. That's it. Okay. So that's and they have Altidore back. They have Altidore. They have Javinko back. Okay. They have full strength team. Full strength. Full strength. Everybody drink. Hashtag. <laughs> um, so yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm yeah. I'm happy about that. Uh, Justice League. Justice League. Uh, are we a hockey and movie review podcast? Is that Seems what we do? Well, in the in the blockbuster months. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as Batman Superman. That's the best thing I can say about it. Yeah. You know, I, weird digital hang lip aside. <laughs> and Oh, man. And, like, the very clear, like, oh, this scene was done by Zack Snyder and this scene was done by, Z- by Joss Whedon. Like, and it's clear as day. Yeah. I'm not... So into movies that I would recognize that, and I I knew. <laughs> yeah. And all, and everybody says, hey, you know, we like Joss Whedon's Superman better because he was Superman like. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in, in Zack Snyder's original cut, spoilers, he was gonna be evil for the entire movie. Oh, wouldn't that and be Batman versus Superman then? He just wanted to keep that fight going. Now now it was Superman versus Justice League, but we <laughs> never had time to get attached to the Superman. But Superman is Justice League. That was one bad thing, kind of at the end where he came back and said, Hey, everybody, looks like you need help defeating the bad guy. Yeah. I'm going to just do it all myself. Yeah. That was not good. Well, it, it's okay. I. Mm. 
guess we should have said spoilers first. I said spoilers. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, the, uh, I, I felt also, like Also, spoilers, was... Superman beats the bad guy. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, I, I just was, I was, I, I enjoyed it because I enjoy those characters. There were some very cool scenes, you know, the small hat tip to the, to the, uh, lanterns. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Even, like, in that... That flashback scene had so much cool shit packed into it. Where the... It's, like, the first war between the Amazons and the Atlanteans and the... The Lanterns. The, 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 and the Lanterns. And then against the Parademons. Yeah. And, and uh, Steppenwolf's, like, first... First attempt at taking Earth. Uh, that was a lot of fun because you had guys, like... Uh, you had guys like what looked like a, like a, another Ares, like an Ares. Mm-hmm. You had what looked like Hercules. You had like you had some very cool like sort of like shoutouts to some like smaller, smaller like DC characters. Yeah, and I like that. And they would never get screen time otherwise. So I like how they kind of put like a whole bunch of like fan service Easter egg shit into. Unless they took the Marvel standpoint and start just slowly building up this universe instead of jumping in all at once. That's how you get your smaller guy screen time. That's why we have two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. God, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. movies. I have. Uh, I'm very excited because I have like uh, my my Xbox has the Blu-ray DVD, uh, mm-hmm. the Blu-ray, the 4K Blu-ray. That's what okay. I'm trying to say. So I actually went out and got Guardians 2 on 4K Blu-ray nice. just because I I want to experience it in all its wonderful glory. I can't wait for this Infinity War trailer. Yeah. Give it to me. It yeah. I it, need it. It's 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 good. I say this every single podcast. It, it's good. Wait. It's good. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be out with Star Wars. That works. Yeah, that's that's that's. I got my ticket. That's basically what. Yeah, I've got what. Uh, what uh, screen are you going to? Uh, Saturday, at like three thirty. Okay, so you got like 48, 72 hours to like stay in a like a like stay indoors and close all your windows and stuff like that. No, I. I accept spoilers when they come. <laughs> I'm going to the fan event on the 14th, yeah. the, the 6 p.m. Nice. screening. So nice. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a no. lot of. I'm looking forward to that. I, very I much. knew. This one kind of hurts me, but it doesn't really. I knew Han Solo died going into the movie. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So uh, back up a little bit. Spoilers for uh, Force Awakens. Oh, it's been two Han years. Han Solo dies. No, 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 no. It's been two years. If you didn't see it. You were going to. If you didn't see it, you were going to be hurt by the spoiler. Hey, by the way, Darth Vader is also Luke's father. Yeah. Oh, spoil. Oh, spoilers. Rogue One. Everybody dies. Yeah. We can't have these Rogue One. Show Rogue up One was Rogue One was the Magnificent Seven in space. Literally. I was literally be, the magnificent. I was hoping it'd be more Saving Private Ryan in space. Oh, okay. But it was good. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Justice League, I've just felt like missed out on a lot of like, like okay. And especially Warner Brothers at the last minute going, "Hey, by the way, this has to be under two hours." Fuck. <laughs> the uh, good luck. <laughs> the it could have been a four-hour movie. Oh yeah. And it might have even made it better, to be honest. Here's a weird thing that I find with DC, all DC movies. That said, even during the two-hour movie, I had to go pee twice, so mm-hmm. maybe not. You need to go pee now? Take a t- piss break? No. You good? Okay, good. Because I don't have, a, like, a three-liter bottle of Diet Coke <laughs> here, like I get at the movies. Thank you, Cineplex. The, uh, the, the one thing that I find very strange and weird about DC movies is that I find literally every single one of the characters interesting. 
and I even find them well acted. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I like I like Aquaman. I like I like I like Gal Gadot. I like Aquaman reminds me too much of Roman Reigns, who I hate. Oh well, Roman Reigns is the greatest. <laughs> uh, we should uh, there should definitely we're really missing out if there's not a mashup where like they have like uh, the Sierra Hotel Indio Echo Lima. Delta, uh, go and then uh, and then like Dana and then all of a sudden yeah, Aquaman shows up. He's just like, yeah, he's just coming out of the water. He's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my uh, that's my Jason Momoa. That's decent, actually. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I got it. Uh, the uh, so I but I find that all the characters, even with Suicide Squad, I found that for the most part the characters, at least the main ones, were good. And I know well, that I'm in the minority when I talk about the Joker. I know we don't need to get into that. Will Smith playing Will Smith. That's fine though. I don't like. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with all of these characters. The problem is, I find that all the plot and all the editing and all of this stuff is always just a fucking mess. And it's like, you know what? It's not even the actors. It's the filmmakers. Yes, they're the ones who are screwing up DC. Warner Brothers sucks. You know, Warner Brothers puts out like, I feel like they put out a lot of great movies, and just for As some someone... reason, the DC EU hasn't figured it out. As someone who spent a little bit of time in corporate boardrooms, the tension that happens and the decision making that gets screwed up when your competition is beating you, yeah, you can make oh a lot, so many snap judgments, so many like yeah 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 rough situations much worse. Yeah, the um and and here's oh uh, double triple spoiler alert. Uh, those deleted scenes were amazing. <laughs> I need to see them. How do I see them? You didn't see the deleted scenes in Justice League? You didn't stick around? Oh, they're not deleted scenes. The after credit scenes. Sorry, that's what I... Yeah. Yes. After credit scenes. Yes. Uh, deleted scenes, you gotta wait for the DVD. Deathstroke is, like, my favorite. Eh. I love Deathstroke more than anything. What was the other one? Uh, it was uh, Superman versus Flash in a race. Yeah. And then it was... It Which, was... by the way, Superman, you gotta keep your feet on the ground for that race. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's end it on this. Who's faster? I oh um, Superman's faster. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. There there is one scene where in, in the comic books where Flash and Superman are racing. I know. I know. So Superman says like, "Oh, well, I've beaten you a couple times," and Flash looks at him and goes, "Yeah, but those were ra- those races were for charity." And then he just takes off, and just Superman eats his dust. Uh, I specifically remember. Yeah. Uh, Superman flying around the world so fast that he spun the Earth backwards. That did that did definitely happen. Yeah, so definitely happened. So, and as fast as the Flash has run, he's hopped time, but I don't think he's ever turned back time himself. He's he probably did and somewhere, but it's like one of the minor things he did, so we don't even pay attention to it because the That's speed true. force is so screwy. Yeah, we've gone too far. Okay, we've gone too far. Thank you for listening this far. If you have. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, it was an int- I mean, it was a very interesting. I was on my A game today. I mean, yeah. so it was very interesting. We really recovered well from our rough start. Yeah. I thought I thought it was great the whole way yeah. through. Too nil the full strength. Thank you See for listening. Ya.